I believe that most people will say that they've learned more from their mistakes than they did from their successes. Yet, being wrong remains one of the most feared outcomes in our lives. In this podcast, I will share lessons that I have learned from my mistakes that have helped me to get one step closer to a more authentic version of myself. My name is Lonnie Was the Third, and this is what I did wrong. When it comes to gender and sexuality, I've learned that what I was taught in sex ed class was only the tip of the iceberg, especially as it pertains to the variety of ways that people identify and express their gender and their sexuality. I used to have a very limited and binary approach to gender and sexuality, but as I continue to do my own research, I realize that there is so much more to learn about sex, sexuality, and gender. One of the biggest plagues of our society, in my opinion, is ignorance. Simply having a better understanding of a specific subject can inform how we engage with that topic, but unfortunately, many views are formed and spread from a space of ignorance or fear. So then we have to work extra hard to learn the full story and to unlearn all the incorrect information. And that is something that I want to change in life in general when it comes to all topics, to be honest. When it comes to gender and sexuality, though, I feel that this topic is one that has been either swept under the rug in many households, schools and organizations leaving many people feeling marginalized or ignored, especially if they don't fall into those kind of normal or general sexualities or gender expressions. The one excuse I often hear about is exposure. People say, I didn't know because I didn't grow up like this or there wasn't this type of person in my neighborhood. Now, the lack of exposure excuse is valid up until a certain point as far as I'm concerned. And that certain point is when you are able to, one, know that you have limited knowledge and that you are then now able to make a decision to learn more. Now, once you want to learn more, there are so many resources where you can access information online where there's really no excuse not to know certain things. When we choose to look beyond this heterosexual, cisgendered, male, female, binary worldview, we can realize that there is a huge population of people that identify in other ways and know that information helps to expand the definition of what is normal. That normalization is the highest form of justice and equality that we could ever have in our society as far as I'm concerned. But that's another discussion for another day. Growing up with limited views on the topics of gender and sexuality did not allow me to understand the full spectrum of the ways that people feel, the way that people live, and the ways that people are expressing themselves and attracted to others. The whole reason that I started my blog and this podcast was to share knowledge. I believe that we all grow by sharing what we know. Bars! (laughs) My whole platform is about teaching, learning, and growing. And I really wanted to have a record of all the things that I've learned along this journey. When it comes to gender and sexuality, I simply want to share what I've learned over the years that has helped me to expand my own understanding of the various ways that people identify, which I hope will serve as a catalyst for other people finding more empathy and understanding for others who may have been othered based on how they identify who they choose to sleep with. 
I also want to say that I'm in no way an expert on this. I am not a health educator. I'm not a sex educator. I'm not an expert on these topics, but I'm just sharing what I've learned based on what I've researched, information that I've found through qualitative observations and conversations with people that I've met over the years, and of course, my own identity as a gay man. Um, some of this information I did get from a 2018 USA Today article that I thought was a really good example of a well-written example about gender and sexuality. So a few years back, I watched a documentary called Gender Revolution, and I must say that it was titled pretty well because it revolutionized the way that I looked at gender. So we're going to start with gender today because I feel like gender is kind of the beginning of where all of the misinformation comes from and the socialization mainly because the documentary revealed that about one in a thousand babies in the U.S. are born intersex and that they are born with a mix of both male and female genitalia. These people are called intersex. Um, they don't necessarily have a penis and a vagina, but rather a combination of sexual reproductive organs and chromosomes that are not traditionally all the way male or all the way female, which goes into another theory about gender and sexuality being fluid and being on a scale as opposed to binary, which is a whole other discussion that I'm not going to get into again today. So in many of these cases of intersex babies, the doctors and the parents have to choose which gender the child will be. And this leads into this very controversial topic of if we are born with a certain gender or if we are assigned a gender. Now we know that we're assigned a gender, but the issue that makes it controversial is that most people think that penis means male and vagina means female. And we see so many cases where that is not necessarily the case. It's not as cut and dry as it has been made to seem. So some argue that gender is a social construct and again, I'm not here to sway you either way. I just want to put it out there. Some people feel that gender is cut and dry and that it's male and female. Some people feel like it's a sign and it's a spectrum. Now, I started there with gender because this kind of binary male or female lens is what I believe directs many of society's views on gender and sexuality. Let's talk about what it means to be cisgendered. So cisgendered is a person whose sense of personal identity and gender corresponds with their birth sex. So for instance, with me, I was assigned male at birth and I identify as male as an adult. So I am considered a cisgendered man. Then there are people who identify as transgender or trans. Now, trans-identifying people are those who emotionally and physiologically feel like they belong to the opposite sex than which they were assigned. Some trans folk explain it as feeling like they are trapped in the wrong body, and some trans people do also undergo gender reassignment surgery, and some do not. However, having surgery does not solidify their identity as trans. And I think that that's a big misconception about the trans community from what I've learned is that people automatically assume that you have to have surgery to be considered trans. Some people do not choose to have surgery, but they still identify as the opposite sex. So 
there are a few examples in media right now of trans folks, Laverne Cox being one, Caitlyn Jenner. I think the thing that I want to talk about with trans real quick is that um, there is a specific type of way that media has propelled an idea of what it is to be trans. And I've learned from people in the trans community that being trans does not look like a certain thing. It doesn't look like what we even may deem as acceptable as a woman or a man. It is something that's personal and it's something that that person understands. So they then translate that into how they feel and then it shows up on the outside the way that they feel most represents who they are. Now, I want to talk a little bit about some other genders and gender identities that I feel kind of go under the radar, but they're super important. So I want to talk about gender fluid. So someone who is gender fluid doesn't fit neatly into the binary of man or woman. They prefer to simply be seen as a person who will choose to live and look in whatever manner feels most true to them at any given time. Broadly, there are some other terms like gender nonconforming, which defines people who have a gender expression that does not conform to traditional gender norms. Then there's non-binary or genderqueer and gender nonconforming. As I mentioned, these are just three words which people outside of gender binary identify. So there are people who identify as male or female. There are trans people who feel like they are the opposite sex than which they were assigned. And then there are gender fluid people who don't fit neatly into, they're not trans, they're not male, they're not female. They simply prefer to be seen as a person who will choose to live and look in whatever manner feels most true to them. So that is something that I think is super important. And this conversation about gender identity leads me to an important distinction when it comes to gender, which is gender identity versus gender expression. So a person's gender identity may be the same as or different from their birth assigned sex, as we've just talked about. Gender expression, however, has nothing necessarily to do with gender identity. Gender expression is just how a person publicly expresses or presents their gender. Now, this can include behavior and outward appearances such as a dress or hair, makeup, tattoos, body language, voice. The most common example of gender expression that I think has been vilified in media is like men wearing dresses or we see a lot of comedies where men dress up in drag like white chicks or... Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. The most important thing that I've learned is that people often assume that they have an understanding of who you are and what your sexual preference is based on how you present yourself to the world publicly. For instance, if a straight man was to wear makeup, many would assume maybe that he was gay because he's wearing makeup, which is associated with women, which is associated with femininity, which is deemed to be wrong in a lot of cases. So he must be gay. And that may not be the case. The sad thing is that we have been socialized to categorize certain behaviors, hobbies, or ways of self-expression as male or masculine and female or feminine. I remember a few years ago, um, Jaden Smith wore a skirt Um, for a fashion shoot in one of his campaigns and there was this big uproar about him being a man and wearing a skirt. That is an example of gender expression. Gender expression has 
nothing to do with your gender, your, your sexual orientation, or your gender identity. So I just wanted to make that distinction. So this is where terms like toxic masculinity come into the conversation because I can't talk about gender without talking about masculinity and femininity. So just like we have the binary of masculine, I'm sorry, the binary of male and female, we have this binary perception of how those two genders act in the world and we have deemed them as feminine and masculine. Feminine being um, assigned to women masculine being assigned to men. So these are like social norms that we have come to put in boxes based on the perceived gender of the people that are in our world. So in a quote, normal world, we tell little boys not to cry because that's what girls do or or that boys shouldn't like pink or flowers or domestic things. We tell girls that they should be girly and they should be soft and they should wear dresses and they should wear makeup and they should get married, et cetera, et cetera. We tell them that pants are for boys, that dresses are for girls, turbo trucks are for boys and dolls are for girls. So it's no wonder that when we experience people as adults who identify and express themselves in a way that is not traditionally a part of what we assign to male or female or masculine or feminine roles, we tend to question and force them into a box so that it makes sense to us. And again, that is one of the biggest mistakes that I think we can make about any topic is that we assume more, we assume that we know more about people than we actually do. So um, that's all I have about gender and gender expression, gender identity. Of course, there is a wide range of things and identities and ways that people identify in terms of gender, but I wanted to go over the ones that I was familiar with and I encourage you to do research as well. Now I wanna talk a little bit about sexual orientation just a bit. Um, I want to make a distinction. Of course, the most popular or I think most talked about sexual orientation is heterosexuality, which means that a person is attracted to the opposite sex. Um, And then there's homosexuality, which means that you are attracted to the same sex. And there's bisexuality, which means that you are attracted to both males and females. Okay, and then there's one that I feel that is a bit more rare or you don't hear about it at least as much, and that is pansexuality. And pansexuality is sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction towards people regardless of their sex or gender identity. So a pansexual person does not necessarily identify um, their sexual or romantic partners or they don't. Um, base their attraction simply because of one gender or one gender identity. So they may be more comfortable with different types of combinations of gender identities and gender expressions. For instance, a pan person may date a trans person, um, but that trans person's gender identity may be opposite than their um, gender their gender expression may be different than the gender that they are. So 
that is pansexuality. There are many debates about if people are born with certain sexual orientations. However, I'm not, again, here to argue on either side of that conversation. I simply wanted to define these terms to hopefully open up some conversations in minds. I'm not going to act like that all of this is particularly easy to process, especially if you have a strong opinion or if you were raised a certain way or if you have strong opinions about the value of a broader conversation around gender and sexuality. But I feel that, especially for the black community in which I am a part of, that we must have more information. There are way too many lives being ruined and lives being ended due to a lack of information and due to a lack of empathy and understanding for those who identify as queer, those who simply don't fit into the binary boxes that we have been taught or that we've created. So what I did wrong was once I used to assume that I knew more about people than I did based on how they identified. For so long, I had this binary heteronormative view towards gender and sexuality that was super limiting. And it left out a wide range of ways of identifying that I had never been aware of before. What I also did wrong was that I waited too long to do my own research on the topic of gender and sexuality to find out that there was such a bright array of colors and vibrancy around this topic and that there is so much more that I don't know than I thought. Thank you for listening to the What I Did Wrong podcast. As always, I appreciate your support. Catch new lessons each and every week on Wednesdays. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at LonnieWasTheThird or visit my website at LonnieWasTheThird.com. Until we meet again, remember that regret was meant to refine you and that your mistakes don't have to define you. I leave you in love, peace, and style. Until the next time.